Yo, what's going on, everybody? Sunday, 257, April 18th, New Wave Podcast. We in the building, just got back from Las Vegas, man. It was it was really good out there. The vibe was crazy. Um, seen a lot of things, a lot of weed going on, a lot of marijuana. They smoking and they chilling. They trying to social distance. At the same time, they not. People wearing masks. Everybody's chilling. Everybody having a good time. That's what matters. What matters is people getting back out there having fun. You know what I'm saying? Because if we if we keep ourselves locked in, we're going to forget what it's about, what it's all about, having fun, having a good time. We can't be scared. We know how to follow protocol. We wash our hands. We, we sanitize. We, we social distance. If that's what we have to do. But what we, what we shouldn't be doing is being hermit crabs, staying in the house. We should already know what to do right now. We should already know the deal. You know, we should know the deal right now. All right, yeah, we know. Um, they said over 3 million people died from coronavirus. But listen, that's a lot of people. But listen, let me tell you guys something. Just take care of yourself. Take care of your immune system. Do what you got to do. Take your um, your vitamins and stuff. Stay away from all the other crazy shit. And just control, control your health, man. Because if you don't, then like, yo, what the fuck? You don't have no excuse. You sick, you sick, dog. Everybody gets, you sick, gets sick. Everybody catches a cold, catches the flu. Nine times, uh, well, like, let's say like this. Let's say like this. Um, seven times out of ten, somebody gonna get the corona, but prayerfully nobody dies from it. You know what I'm saying? What we gotta do is we just gotta continue to be clean and move on. Like, how long are we gonna be sitting around, running around here, acting scary because the the media and whoever else is saying it tells us to stay in the house? You can't stay in a house all the time. You can't duck and dodge the situations. It is what it's what it is. It's here. If you're gonna catch it, you're gonna catch it. When you catch it, if you catch it, take care of your body. Just take care of yourself. Take care of yourself. Drink a lot of fluids. Hydrate yourself. Take every precaution whatsoever to get better. You know, because I'm going to be honest with you, when you catch it, they don't give a fuck anyway. They say you positive, they send you home. You got a whole family in the house. They don't even tell you, yo, move your family out the crib and shit, go to a hotel or something. They say you catch it, go home, quarantine. So you basically put everybody around you at risk when you catch it. It's not, it's not like they put you in the Sheridan Suites or something. They say, all right, yo, you caught it. They're going to bring you here, and we're going to hold you here for two weeks. No, they tell you go home for two weeks. So they really don't give a fuck about you anyway. That's the bottom line. They don't care about you if you catch it. They're going they like, what the, oh, well, quarantine for two weeks. There's no medication they give you. There's no vitamins, no nothing. You got to go out and do something. You got to go to the store. You got to make an errand. You got to go run around and do everything. You can't do everything from your phone. You got to make a move. So you're going to be you're going to be subject to going outside. 
Let's get it on, man. Rest in peace, Black Rob, man. Black Rob just passed away. Um, I was I was I was a fan of Black Rob when he first came out, but as he stopped making music, I kind of fizzled away from Black Rob. But you know, I fucking I fuck with Black Rob. Black Rob wasn't doing too well. I don't know if he what he died from if it was cancer or something, but he looked very sick. And um, he passed away right after DMX. Rest in peace, DMX. If you if you remember the song Twenty Four Hours to Live, DMX and Black Rob were both on that song. Back in a couple, I guess late nineties. You know that was a fire track. But Black Rob, yeah, that's right. There's a fifty fifty chance you catch it. Nah, it's like life's a gamble almost. Like you gotta. If you catch it, you got to be good. You got to take care of yourself, you know? But like I said, Black Rob was, um... Black Rob at one point in time was supposed to be one of the nicest artists out. Coming out of Bad Boy. When he first came out. Fucking with Harlem. You know, but as Black Rob had got a lot of trouble with the law, stuff like that. He did this little thing. And, um... The music kind of slowed down. So not too many people heard a lot of from Black Rob. No mixtapes, no nothing. He was basically living off of that woe track and, and and some of his other hits. But rest in peace to Black Rob. Rest in peace to DMX, man. And because DMX and Black Rob, when they first came out, they were like two of those rappers that we had to look out for. We had to pay attention to DMX. But DMX came out and he shook everything up. Had set the world on fire. His albums were going platinum back to back to back. You know what I'm saying? And it wasn't nothing stopping DMX. Only thing stopped DMX was himself. DMX, the sky was the limit with him. You know, he put out the fire tracks. He put out music for days. He His, his movies, he was making all these movies, like uh, movies I didn't even know about. He, I was watching something on Amazon. And he has a movie where he's a cop or something like that and he's in New Orleans. When it comes to DMX, my favorite song is, uh, you know that shit. I like that Blackout song with him and the locks and Jay-Z. But I'm talking about a DMX song where he's by himself. I got to say that, um, what y'all want? DMX, what y'all niggas want? What you want with all these fake... That shit was fire. That shit was fire. And then you got Black Rob. When it come to Black Rob, it was the only song I know from Black Rob is... He got a lot of songs. He got the song with Puff Daddy. But that Woe song was basically classic. It would always go down as a classic. It would be a classic forever. You know, Rob put his thing down. And hopefully we don't have to deal with no none of these no more deaths in hip hop. Period. Because last year we lost Fred the Godson. And he was a fucking beast representing from the Bronx. Shout out to Fred the Godson. Shout out to the whole BX. Um we lost Fred the Godson to COVID. Uh, we lost a few other people, but like let's we, we need to like we need to like celebrate these people while they're alive. Like Instead of when they down, because um, even though DMX is one of the most 
likable rappers in the music game, we weren't giving him his props while he was here. That's because, and I'm going to get to something real quick, that has to do with the DJs forgetting about these guys. You know what I'm saying? These dudes make music, the DJs forget about certain people. Like, when the last time you heard a DJ play Black Rob? Never. You never hear a DJ play a Black Rob song. That's because they forget about these guys, and now hip-hop is so deep. It's people that don't even know who Black Rob is. Like, in this generation of hip-hop, probably never heard a Black Rob song. This generation of hip-hop probably never even listened to DMX's album. Because that's how it is. The radio stations play the same 10 songs all the time. They don't never go throw back, throw it back and just have an hour where they just throw back music. They play the same song over and over and over and over and over again. And if you're from New York City, if you're out there from New York City, you know what I'm talking about. Because Funkmaster Flex will play the same music over and over and over again. You know, and that radio station that he plays for is good for that. They play what's hot on the billboard charts. They don't play nothing else. So if you're an up-and-coming artist and you out there, you can forget about your music being played on the radio. If your music gets played on the radio, you 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 popping. You're a different type of uh, artist. Yeah, Fred, Fred the Godson was a beast, man. His wordplay, his bars... Everything that he had the package, he had the total package as far as music goes. You know what I'm saying? He could definitely make a song, but he wasn't that type of artist to make like radio friendly songs. Fred the Godson was more mixtape than anything. It was underground. He put his shit together the right way. And everybody loved Fred the Godson. I don't think he had people, I don't think he had not one hater. Nobody would say, yo, he's trash. I think he was one of the one of, as far as like, if we can go underground artists, he's probably top ten, top five. Underground mixtape artists. Now we're not talking about worldwide artists like Jay Z and Nas. We talking about guys like that's under the radar that goes that nobody knows about. You know what I mean? And Fred the Godson is at the top of that list because he definitely put his work in. You know, he and if you listen to Jim Jones' album, he's heavy on Jim album. And we're gonna talk about Jim Jones in a second. But he's heavy on Jim Jones' album. You know. I fuck with Fred the Godson. I fuck with I was fucking with Fred the Godson before when he first came out, you know what I'm saying? I'm from Brooklyn. I live in Philly. So I was put on the Fred the Godson from K Slay. You know what I mean? Cause K Slay would play all the fly, all the new the, the artist that you never heard of, K. Slay would play him. And one night, K. Slay played Fred the Godson, and I was like, everybody was like, listen to that shit, like, God damn, who's this dude? You know what I'm saying? Like, giving him, like, he was like, you know, when K. Slay, when K. Slay plays something, it's official. You know, not too many DJs gonna play the real, but K. Slay gonna play the official shit. You know what I'm saying? K. Slay gonna put it on. So, um, I was talking to my boy, 
one of my friends. We was talking about artists that made a transition, a smooth transition from rap to these to this podcasting platform. And um Joe Button came up. Gilly the Kid came up. Nori came up. A few artists came up. Slim Thug came up. Talib Kweli came up. But um, somebody that stood out to me, somebody that stood out to me was Nori and the Drink Champs and Gillian Wallow, their podcast, because while these guys came up. And as far as my top 10 artists, I'm going to have to think about, not, I can't go 10. I can't go 10 because I, I can't name 10 artists that I like. But I could probably give you five. I could probably give you five. But um, as far as as far as that goes, like the transitioning from rap to podcasting, I like what I like what Gillian and Wallow did. Because before Gilly could be like a has been rapper, he got into social media. Before people could even say that he was a wannabe, a washed-up rapper, he, he kind of changed, transitioned, and got into podcasting. And I like that. I like the fact that he did that. Sometimes he can be pretty annoying. You know, as far as, like, the jokes he says. His jokes are really corny. Sometimes he can go, he can be pretty annoying. But... They got some really good content on their show. They interview some of the top artists out right now. They're not. They're not. Um. They're not catering to like a, a old a, a old audience. They're catering to everybody as a whole, as far as hip hop goes. And then I fuck, And then I like Nori and them. Drink Champs. The reason why I like drink, I like drink champs, and then I don't like drink champs. What I don't like about drink champs is that Nori is pretty corny when he out when he does interviews. He's really he really gets on my nerves. He does the interviews kind of lame. He cuts people off. He doesn't let them talk. But he interviews some good artists, and I appreciate that part of the show. I also like, and I also like. I also like the fact that they 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 get their drink on, you know. So drink champs and million dollars worth of game are two podcasts that everybody should check out. Drink champs, million dollars worth of game. Those are from fire fire um Jones. As far as my top five goes, rappers right now. It's going to be hard because I like who I like. But these guys right now, it's hard for me to pick. Um, Lil Wayne is always in the top five relevant artists. Lil Wayne. Yeah, man. I hate when he does that. So I, I like Lil Wayne. Drake. And we're talking about top five artists now. Lil Wayne, Drake. It's really hard. Um... I got to put Benny the Butcher in there. So we got Lil Wayne, Drake, Benny the Butcher. 
Little Wayne, Drake, Benny the Butcher. It's a tough one, man. Um, Little Wayne, Drake, Benny the Butcher. I can't name top. I can't name five of these artists for today that's, that that make quality shit. I can easily say Lil Baby, but I don't like him. Some of his songs is okay. A lot of his songs don't really don't really make sense to me. It's like I like guys that can say stuff that makes sense. So I would say Lil Wayne, Drake, Benny the Butcher. Oh man. You know, we're going to talk about Jim Jones in a second, but Jim Jones, I'm going to add Jim Jones. He's not a new artist, but I will add Jim Jones at four. We're going to talk about Jim in a second. And the reason why I'm glad Jim is up here, because we talked about him being as far as one of the top artists from New York City. So Little Wayne, Drake, Benny the Butcher, Jim Jones, and uh, I will throw Meek Mill in there. I like Meek Mill. I like Meek. Meek get busy, but he don't put no music out too much. But Meek Mill, now that's a that's off top, like a, almost like a freestyle. But those are the those are my favorite artists. That's who I listen to. You know, I fuck with Wayne. Wayne Wayne is always gonna be in the top five as far as rapping goes. Now, when I said when I was talking about podcasting, Joe Button's name did come up. But as far as rap to podcasts, Joe Button did, Joe Button did like kind of like pave the way for a lot of these rappers to be to podcast. Because I remember the steps Joe took. Joe went from rap to radio to social media to podcasting. So he really did his thing, and he kind of like I said, and he he paved the way. He was even on reality TV, loving hip hop. So you gotta give him his props a little bit, you know. A lot I know a lot of people might not like Joe Button, but he can rap, and he definitely knows what he's talking about when it comes to music. Now, when it comes to his voice talking and how he articulates it, yeah, some people might have a problem with that, but he gets to the facts. You know, Joe gets to the facts. He gets down to the business, and that's what people miss in that bigger picture when he gets down to the business. And he tells it like it is. And he gives you the he gives you the rundown on shit. Yeah, I heard Jim Jones and Fred the Godson, they got some fire. Or um or um they got some fire on Jim Jones album. It's like a deluxe a deluxe album. They definitely got some fire on there. Speaking of Jim Jones, we're gonna get into Jim real quick. So I was watching Jim Jones on The Breakfast Club couple weeks ago I watched Jim Jones on the Breakfast Club and and when I was watching the interview I said people really be sleeping on Jim Jones people sleep on Jim Jim Jones is one of the most one of the hottest artists out of New York City he never put out a whack album yet everything Jim put out is was fire so when I'm watching The Breakfast Club, I'm like, damn, I wonder if people really appreciate this ball right here. Because Jim really put out New York, quality New York City music. And forget New York City. He put out quality music, period. 
Jim never let us down. He never let us down. He never put out something that you could be like, nah, Jim, this shit trash. He never changed his style to make you be like, oh, Jim bouncing and shit on the beats and stuff now. Jim straight to the point. Straight to the music. He gets straight there. When it comes to him rapping over a heat maker's beat or whoever beat Jim raps over, Jim gonna put it down. Jim gonna give you some bars. And you know what? It was a point in time in Jim Jones's career when people were looking at him like he wasn't a rapper. Like he was just Cameron's hype man. But no. If you look at the dip set, it's Jewels, Jim, and Cam. And it can even go both ways with Jim, Jewels, and Cam. But Cam always gonna be last on that list. But Jim gonna be either your first or second artist out of Dipset. And if you don't understand what I mean, listen to his music. Listen to Jim Jones' albums. And you're gonna be like, damn, yo, nah, he really put out some fire. The We Fly High song was one of the hottest songs in New York City. The New York Giants was playing that. Ballin' was crazy. It was so crazy, Jay-Z had Jay-Z got so mad he had to rap over the beat to take the attention off of Jim. Because you know that Jim and Jim and them were beefing at one point in time. So in between in the mix of them beefing and going at it, Jay said, you know what? I'ma take that beat and I'ma rap over that beat. And being as Jay-Z being Jay-Z, he thought that he was going to take the shine away from Jim. No, you know what you did, Jay? You made the song even popular. It was more popular when Jay rapped over it. So now Jim got the momentum and he's moving with that. Every show he's going crazy with that song. And not to mention he keeps the name, the keeps the dipset name up here. When them guys took a little miss, a little little um break, a hiatus, they were down here. They were kind of like right here. Jim kept the name going, so they moved up, up, up. He kept them guys legendary. Cause Jim screamed Dipset more than Cam screamed Dipset. Even when Jim Jones was had the Bird Gang, he was screaming Dipset. Bird Gang, Dipset Bird Gang. He was always bigging them up and keeping their names in people's mouths. He kept them relevant. So a lot of people sleep on Jim, but Jim, it's a lot of dudes saying like they the top dog in New York City, and that's the title that everybody want to have. Everybody want to be the top rapper in New York City. But the numbers got to speak, the numbers got to match up with what you're saying. And if the numbers don't match what you're saying, then you're not nothing in New York. You're not top anything. And it's a lot of New York artists that try to give themselves too much props, too much credit. But we cannot let that slide. Nah. Because Jim been holding New York City down for a minute. He been holding the city down for a hot second. And New York been fell off. Let's put it like that. New York music fell off. For a long, a long time, New York fell off. New York hasn't been back on track 
in a long time. But now you got the guys with the drill music and the New York City drill music, and they trying to bring it back. But that shit is local, because that's not worldwide. Yeah, check it out. That music, that, that drill music is local. It's not worldwide. That New York City drill music ain't going as far as the Verrazano Bridge. No disrespect. But the DJ's not giving that shit no airplay. And if the DJ's in New York don't give your music no airplay, then that shit ain't going too far. They're not going to play that in Miami on spring break. They're not going to play that in Vegas. They're not going to play that in L.A. They're not going to play that nowhere. They're just going to play that shit in New York City on a Bluetooth speaker. You know, so as far as New York goes, like New York music, a lot of people say, a lot of people, it's debatable. Because if you ask a New Yorker, and I'm a New Yorker, if you ask another New Yorker, they're going to say, what, what you mean? New York music is the shit. New York music ain't never fall off. But New York's fell off. As far as music goes. They fell off. They don't have a movement no more. New York City doesn't have a movement in rap. They don't have a movement in rap. And if you can show me something, I'll be staying corrected. But those guys from Buffalo, they're from Buffalo. They're not from New York City. So New York City rap fell off. The Buffalo rap, the Buffalo movement is going. That shit moving. Speaking of New York, we want, I want to talk. I want to touch on um, on some sports real quick. So um, uh, the other day, the Yankees played the Tampa Bay Devil Rays. So the Yankees are at home, and they're getting blown out. They're losing like eight to two or eight to one or something like that. So the ball, I don't know what happened. He must have struck out or something like that, Stanton. So the fans start booing him. In the midst of the fans booing. They got really frustrated because the Yankees were losing. They started throwing trash on the field, trash in the field, and players start getting scared. They don't know what's coming at them. They they ducking and shit. They moving around. So after the game, the players said it was very disrespectful, and they should have never done that. All right. The athletes today are very sensitive. You guys make millions of dollars. You play in New York City, you got to play in New York City. You got to be strong. You got to be tough. You got to be able to deal with that shit. And you can't be a loser. New York sports fans, now we're not talking about hip-hop no more. We're talking about sports. New York sports fans don't tolerate being embarrassed. You guys been embarrassing the, the fans in New York City for the past, I'd say, four or five years. And we're not going to sit here and talk about the Knicks fans. We're going to talk about the Yankee fans. The Yankees have been embarrassing New York City for the past five years. So when them fans throw hot dogs and shit at y'all, you deserve it. You deserve it. I don't care if you could call it immature or whatever you say. It's deserved. Because now you guys are basically washing our reputation up. People looking at New York City like they can come in our city and beat us. Every team, teams should come into New York City to the Bronx. And in the back of their mind, they should say, we about to lose this game. 
They should never go to New York City and say, we about to beat the Yankees. Because the Yankees are supposed to be one of the best franchises in the world. How do y'all get beat by the... How do y'all lose, 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 lose on a consistent basis with all these big-time players and all this money invested and then get mad when the fans throw stuff at y'all? It's like, you can't do that. I don't care how sensitive you are. Win the games, and we won't be mad at y'all. It's simple as that. Win the games, and we won't be mad at y'all. Beat teams that you need to beat, and the fans will be satisfied. We won't. They won't get angry. They won't throw trash at y'all. They won't boo y'all. Instead, they'll cheer. They'll clap like we're supposed to be doing. You know, because in New York, in, in, in baseball, the fans are getting sick and tired of losing. And they're losing at a consistent basis. That's right. What are they doing wrong for the fans to be throwing food at them? They're losing. And when they lose, the fans getting tight. It's the fact, it's the fact, it's not the fact that they're losing. It's the fact, it's the way they're losing. You know, it's the way they're losing. Walk off home runs. Strikeouts at the plate. Like, come on, like, put some effort into shit. You know, because it's, we getting aggressive now. You lucky the motherfuckers ain't jumping off the, over the bleachers and stuff and trying to get out there at y'all. Because it's that type of environment in New York City. That's what we're used to as fans. We're used to being aggressive. We're not, we're not used to being sitting down and just... Watching the game with all fucking popcorn and shit. That's some Cleveland shit. That's some shit they do in other stadiums. In our stadium, we rowdy. We wild. We like to drink beer and we like to throw beer at other people. And we like to wild out. If you ain't never been to Yankee Stadium during a playoff game, then I advise you to try and make one. Try and make a Yankee game during the playoffs. Hopefully they win. Because if they're winning, if when they up, they up. The fans go crazy when they up. When they lose, you don't want to see be around them fans when they losing. Because it's a whole different ball game when they losing. They don't like losing. They don't take they don't take that lightly. It's a new wave podcast, man. Shout out to everybody that tuned in. Thank you everybody for on, on Instagram that showed up and showed some love. The um person that's in there right now. Um Diaz De Niro, shout out to him. If you on um, if you listening to the podcast and you want to watch the Instagram live, it's at New Wave Podcast on Instagram. If you don't, if you have that's if you that's if you want to watch the live. It's really nothing special, just me talking on the camera. But everybody, I'm on all platforms. Tune in. If you got a hot artist and you want them to be interviewed on this on this um podcast, bring them through. We welcome all artists, as long as they, you know, got some heat. You know what I'm saying? If you coming up Freestyle Fridays, we're going to try to get that in. Saturdays, Sundays, whenever. We're going to work on that. But if you hot and you online and you want to get your shit promoting, promote, promoted for free, 
you come to New Wave Podcast. Everybody else going to ask you for a price. They're going to charge you. Why not take advantage of this lane, artist, that's out there? You know what I'm saying? Don't wait for the fucking breakfast club and all of them people, because that's like one in a million, dog. Come see me. Get up here, bring your fans to the Instagram, and let's turn it the fuck up. Thanks to everybody from Canada for tuning in. Because I know y'all out there and I know y'all will be listening. If you're going to um, send me a message on the podcast, send me a message. I'd appreciate that. Voice message, whatever. Shout it out. Um, it's New Wave Podcast, man. We out, man. Peace.